and Julie, ate him. And and I ate your your now ex boyfriend. I'm the one who ate him. Yeah, I mean, way to be honest and upfront. Way to be <laughs> <laughs> like you know. You are so defensive <laughs> for these zombies. Hey, you know what, guys? He did eat my ex boyfriend, but at least he was honest about it. <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And I love rewatching movies over and over again. And I love romantic comedies. Please don't judge me. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Warm, warm bodies. bodies. And make sure you follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Instagram at Rom-Com Rewind. And as well, we are part of Stingray Podcast Network, so stingraypodcast.com has us and all our friends on there, and we would very much like you to listen to us and all our friends as well. So Warm Bodies came out in 2013, is directed by Jonathan Levin, Levine. He also did Longshot, which just came out last year, Seth Rogen and Charlie's Theron. So Warm Bodies is described as a paranormal romantic zombie comedy. We I think, are I think that's exactly what it is. We're late October here, so we're we're leaning into the spookiness of the seasons. This follows our friend R, played by Nicholas Holt. R is a zombie. Turns out the end of the world has happened. Straight like Walking Dead style, there are people still alive, but mostly everyone's a zombie though. And there are also these super zombies called bonies. Anyway, so R and a bunch of his zombie friends are wandering around a post-apocalyptic New York City when they happen upon a bunch of humans. And they're like, oh sweet, let's let's go get our munch on, I want to eat some brains. <laughs> they go after the humans, they're in this pharmacy where our meat cute happens amidst the bloodthirsty zombie um, our, our meat cute meat meats because <laughs> they want to eat them amidst the bloodthirsty <laughs> zombie rage and the survivors are like yippee kaye shooting a bunch up a bunch of zombies R sees julie a living human played by Teresa palmer instantly he falls in love so yes this is a love story of a zombie falling in love with a human. Julie's boyfriend, Perry, is also present in the scene. Perry is played by Dave Franco, the baby Franco. Spoiler alert, Perry tries to kill R. R kills Perry. He eats his brains. But then Julie's in trouble. She's out of bullets, cornered. R walks up to her, smears some blood on her so she doesn't smell so delectable to the other zombies. And he drags her back to his airplane that he's made his home. And the thing with this movie is, is that the more time R spends with Julie, the more... He comes back to life. His love and his want to be with Julie is slowly restarting his heart. And that's kind of our, our story of Julie being like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, guys. There are a bunch of zombies around. But also R, she realizes very quickly that R is a very different kind of zombie. And R, as a zombie, is trying so hard to be around Julie because he knows he's coming back to life. What are your thoughts? So um, this movie is so underrated. The low-key jokes and the one-liners are absolutely fantastic, and I don't think this movie got enough credit for how good it is. It's not super action-packed or overly lovey-dovey, but it's just a good old apocalyptic rom <laughs> post-apocalyptic <laughs> rom-com about a zombie falling in love with a human during the apocalypse. We don't get many of those. Woo. And this, I agree, it's an underrated movie. Like, It's not amazing, don't get me wrong. I like the cast. Sneaky yes. strong cast. We've, we've got Annalie Tipton yep. as a side character. John Malkovich. Rob Corddry, who we're going to talk about more. 
Dave Franco, the baby Franco. Baby Franco. It also came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead was in season three at this point. Mm. So topically, zombies, very, very on point. And Nicholas Holt and Teresa Palmer, they're, they're good as the leads. Yep. I don't think the acting was particularly amazing, but then again, Nicholas Holt's character is a zombie. So like <laughs> yeah. when he went to work and they're like, give us your best blank face. And he's like, like this. And they're like, no, nah, don't try as hard, actually. Like, you want me to try to not try hard? Like, yeah, that that's kind of what we're going for here. Yeah, be dead. Be, be dead. I feel like it's a difficult thing to pull off, even though it seems simple. I, I love this movie, and I'm so happy that we decided to do it because... Like I said, completely underrated. Yeah. This is definitely a fantastic movie, especially around Halloween. Tis the season. Uh, I also feel like it's a nice heat check for Nicholas Holt in retrospect because he came onto the scene two years before this movie comes out with X-Men. Oh, yeah. First class? X-Men first class. He was Beast. Right. Um, Then we have, like, I realize he did some British stuff before that, but then we have Warm Bodies, this. Immediately following this, he does Mad Max Fury Road, oh, which was a big friggin' deal. He was one of the the white things. Yeah, the, the guys, guys who were like, going to Valhalla yes. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he does another X-Men movie, and I feel like here in North America, we all had a moment of, oh, Nicholas Holt's kind of cool. So Warm Bodies was kind of in the midst of this moment, which I thought was interesting. Yes. So the self-deprecating zombie humor Oh was God! A plus in this movie, amazing, and it starts straight away in yeah. the in the opening few minutes because we get a monologue from Nicholas Holt talking about the trials and tribulations of being a zombie. What am I doing with my life? I'm so pale. I should get out more. I should eat better. My posture is terrible. I should stand up straighter. People would respect me more if I stood up straighter. What's wrong with me? I just want to connect. Why can't I connect with people? Oh right. It's because I'm dead. You know, everyone and their grandma's trying to shoot us. There's the moment where they're all walking away from the camera. He's like, God, we move so slow. <laughs> it's all very, like, it It establishes very quickly, like, this isn't a serious zombie movie. This is, we're poking fun at the zombie. It's super comical. Yeah. Yes, it's fantastic. Also, can I ask, is this our strangest rom-com meet cute? Because we have, like I said before, the zombies are attacking the humans in the pharmacy. The humans are killing zombies. Heads are exploding, brains are being eaten, and in the chaos, R, our zombie, sees Julie with her (laughs) pump-action shotgun. Slow-mo. And he falls in love with her. Yeah, yeah, slow-mo, the song, uh, what's the song? I'll Be Missing You. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I'll Be Missing You. Perfect song for that scene. Yeah. Because it almost makes it funnier. Yeah, it does. I think this may be our first uh, romantic comedy where the protagonist has eaten his love interest's previous significant other, if that makes sense. Yeah, and like I think it's literally him looking at her and watching her in awe, and I think it's love at first sight. It, zombie love at first sight, yeah. <laughs> like zombie <laughs> love at first sight, and he decides to save her, and like you said, smears blood on her face to get rid of her, to mask her human smell of humanness. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know. Are you? You might bring this up later. Yeah. But is it not strange that he literally puts like a little tiny bit of blood on her, and all of a sudden none of the zombies can smell her? But is I that all it takes? Well, okay. Is that all it takes? And um, I mean, zombies are stupid. Do but... zombies think like that? Would have been a thought process. Like I have to hide her, so I'm going yeah. to like I in order to save her, I need to use zombie 
blood to smear on her face to make her zombie like that. And, That's a process. And in the scene, though, you can kind of see him going through that range of emotions where he sees her. Yes. And then he slowly, like, looks back at all the other zombies. <laughs> Everything's in slow-mo, too. <laughs> That's the best part. Everything is in slow-mo. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, my God. Okay. So then he ultimately, from that scene, saves her by the smear of zombie blood mm-hmm. and brings her back to the entire plane that he has to himself. Yeah. He, an entire he has plane. a plane that's a home. Awesome. Puts music. He has a vinyl player nope he has a <laughs> record player <laughs> you're right though it plays vinyl it does people don't really call it that. <laughs> he has a record player it's a little too on the nose oh my goodness and um starts bobbing to it he he really likes music and he's kind of a hoarder or no a collector he's a collector he collects things including vinyl i'm Really glad that they kind of jumped into the funness of the zombie apocalypse in this movie. Yes. Because, like, I love Zombieland, and that really does the ridiculousness of, let's just go to a theme park because it's abandoned and go on the Ferris wheel. Mm -hmm. You know, so the fact that he's just been collecting vinyl this whole time is like, you know what, zombie Devin might be doing the same thing. (laughs) Just because it's strange, and, like, it's the fucking apocalypse. Who cares? Well, yeah, and you can just jam out. There were were definitely some bops in this movie. Like, the music was on point, but also just he totally loved dancing. He loved music. Yeah, he did. And, I mean, she's totally weirded out and realizes, like like you said, he's not like every other zombie. Mm. Um, And so, like, I think really... Oddly enough, or weirdly enough, we can agree that this was the first date, no? <laughs> when when he drags her back to yes. the airplane. Turns on the music and, like, they're bopping. Yeah, that's that's probably their first right? date. Okay, so, like, what are some of your go-to spots? That's a very spots? strange first date. Yeah, what Do are you, Okay. Go-to yeah. date spots? Yeah. You know what? Weirdly enough, I mean, there's there's a place in um in Ottawa where I grew up where you could see the planes coming in, and I brought a girl there once. It was kind of cheesy though. It's, Why? It's because it's romantic. I don't know. Is that romantic to watch the planes come in? You know what? Here's the thing. It's uh, not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we both still lived at home at that point, so oh. it's like to get away from the parents. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Still though, when you go to one of those places, so and you, you'd be the bouncing car in in the parking lot. Here's the fucking <laughs> problem: is that there's ten <laughs> other cars, and you're looking around like everybody's getting laid here, and it honestly makes me uncomfortable to think about it. And it ruins the moment. For me, anyways, it ruined the moment. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I didn't actually think that that's why you went there, but clearly it is. (laughs) (laughs) And it probably ruined the moment for her. She just, she had the grace to not say, this is weird. I didn't really have a spot. I did have a move, though. And back to that vinyl thing, my move was vinyl. Really? Oh, absolutely. I got, uh, in the basement right now, I got some Nat King Cole on Mm, vinyl. Love is many splendid thing. Track number one, A+, Lady Killer. It's great. A lady killer. Yeah. I mean, scenario. A guy who you know, he's like, hey, why don't we come over, watch a movie, whatever. You walk in, there's vinyl already playing, and he hands you a glass of wine. He's like, oh, track's almost over, and he goes back and he flips it. Well, if it's already playing, then who else is here? No, but I've just been I've just been jamming out to vinyl. Because oh, that's the kind of guy I am. I thought, you, I thought we were like out to dinner, and then you brought us brought me home, and then like <laughs> the vinyl was already playing. Who else is here? That's the question. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> who else is that's here? Funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's an A-plus roommate. Like at 745, that is, that we're going to be in the car. I want you to put on some uh, vinyl. Sorry, I just have to make a quick call to, yeah, to my roommate to, to turn on the vinyl. <laughs> 
Like that. Like would... the candles put on the vinyl. I'm coming home, baby. I, I like the steps to that. I hey, like that. that. Is... I like that. <laughs> That'd be a great... But no, yeah, in terms of spots, didn't really have a spot, but that was a move. Okay, I he, like it. Ours got his moves on. Yes, he did He did have some good moves, for, for sure. For a zombie? That's impressive. For the undead, absolutely. <laughs> so Julie agrees to stay with R for a few days to keep her safe because ultimately she tries to escape and almost dies because all these zombies try to eat her. Um, one of the things that they do is drive around in a nice car. I don't know what kind of car it was. It was a BMW convertible. Okay, so I'm glad you know. How did you not know that? Don't they say, like, that's a beautiful BMW? So they take this Beamer on the tarmac, and they drive it really, really, really fast. Okay, so how cool is that? I have always wanted to go to a racetrack and drive a car super fast. Back to the Zombieland thing, that's another thing that I love about how just the world is over. Yeah. Do whatever you want. I know. Drive the BMW down the airport runway. Super fast. I I like that moment in the movie, and I kind of wanted a little bit more of it. Like, you know Mm. in Zombieland how the one guy is obsessed with getting a Twinkie? Yeah. He's like, there are so many Twinkies in the world, and they're all going expired. (laughs) And it was like his mission. I'm like, that's funny. Like, in a zombie apocalypse, just the ridiculousness of somebody being obsessed with having a Twinkie. Also, a fucking (laughs) BMW convertible in an apocalypse, in a zombie apocalypse... That's the worst vehicle to have. It really is. There's no roof on it, guys. Yeah. Grab I mean, a pickup truck. If we've seen in The Walking Dead, you need like an armored truck to get through you a pack do. of zombies because they just destroy vehicles and they'll get in as any way they possibly can. Y'all aren't going to live long if you're going no. for the convertibles How, in a zombie apocalypse. I almost think that these zombies, uh, if you're not a bony and you're just a regular old zombie, you're kind of nice other than eating people's brains and killing them. <laughs> Other than the obvious murder, <laughs> they're not bad. They're not bad. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, my they're, God. They're actually quite funny. They're are you humorous. Julie in real life? Why are you humanizing <laughs> these zombies? They're not that bad, guys. Like, sure, he ate my boyfriend's brains, but... They're becoming human. Ours an all right Slowly guy. Slowly but surely. <laughs> that is a really cool part of the movie, oh, though, man. is that at the very beginning... You know, all the characters are very, um, very zombie-like. But then throughout the movie, I think this is one of the movies that have have done it really well, almost to the point where you don't even notice it. They become human throughout, and it's awesome. He becomes more rosy and more more, um, alive. But you can tell throughout, like, the makeup team was fantastic. Like, it was just really, really cool. They could talk full sentences yeah, it was, it was neat. Honorable mentions to the to the makeup thing for sure. The first thing I noticed was that there was some pink around his eye on the in the second day of her being in the airplane. That I'm like, oh shit, okay. And they slowly bring that along to the point where, like, at the end when he goes to see her, he's just walking through a human village. Yeah, walking perfectly fine. He's he's walking fine enough not to raise suspicion. It is funny. <laughs> I, I love Nicholas Holt's inner monologue oh, yeah. because the goats walk by and he's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> Stay away from me. Like it was it was really funny. Go, go, go. I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, can we talk about the soundtrack? Yes, we can. For this movie is stellar. And feel free it to is. jump in whenever you get something good. Cause it's all it's all contemporary or classic hits. Okay. Um, but I find they use it in clever ways, in clever scenarios. Like the very first song we hear, do you know what it is? No. Uh no, I don't. It's a song called Sitting in Limbo. <laughs> by Jimmy Cliff. And in that scene, R is wandering through an airport, reminiscing about people's past lives when they were alive and what it means to be a zombie. 
he is undead. He's literally sitting in limbo. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very clever. That is super clever. He plays um, miss, er, Missing You plays when yeah. he first meets Julie, Amazing. obviously. Then there was our favorite. You and I both mentioned this when Hungry Heart by Bruce Springsteen <gasps> oh my God. comes on. Yes, everyone's got a Hungry Heart by Bruce Springsteen. That I mean, come on. So perfect. Like, like, can I look up a zombie apocalypse playlist? Yeah. Like, is that what they did? And they just picked ones that had heart or hungry or eating? Yeah. Then there was uh, Shelter from the Storm by Johnny Cash. That's when Julie is hiding out in the airplane with our... Okay, so there is a band in the making moment. Mm. Okay, so when they're all walking down the freeway, like you said, towards the wall where the humans live, going to see Julie, and... Rock You Like a Hurricane by Scorpions comes on and they're all doing their slow zombie <laughs> walk. Yeah. I'm just like, this is this is basically a band cover. This the, is the cover of a new band. Yeah. The thing I like the most about that scene is that they're they're like slow walking towards the camera. Yeah. And normally that's what happens <laughs> in an action movie, but they're zombies. They're actually walking that slowly, yes. right? <laughs> they literally cannot walk any yeah, faster. Yeah, no. This is the fastest they're going to go. It's really funny. <laughs> oh. Okay, when they were in the pharmacy at the beginning of the movie, when all of that chaos happened, um, R kills Perry and then saves his brains and puts them in his pocket for later, kind of like um, Napoleon Dynamite does with his tater tots, <laughs> snacks for later. Wow, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh God, what, what a reference. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so. It's it's kind of weird that R still is eating Perry's brains oh, yeah. at the front of the plane when Julie is sitting back there. But I think it like makes him feel human while he's eating the brains. Um, she escapes for a second time. She runs into our zombie friends who, again, try to eat her. So she, <laughs> as zombies do. <laughs> as zombies do. <laughs> I think um, she has a whippersnipper that she she's trying does, to attack them with. She does, yeah. She does Where'd take, she even get that? <laughs> that is a really... Funny. Does, how does it even have gas in it? Wow, great questions. Right? All of these questions. Anyway, so he saves her again and holds her hand to show the other zombies, like, no, she's mine. Don't harm her. Yeah, like, she's <laughs> she's cool. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. one's with me, guys. Yeah, she's, she's totally cool. She's human, but I like her. And then the bonies show up, and then they ultimately, like, have to scatter and run and whatever. But our bestie, M. Marcus. Or Marcus. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the zombies fend off the bonies so that R and Julie can escape to yeah. the to the burbs. They go. <laughs> yeah. They they take the uh, the beamer to the burbs. The fucking <laughs> beamer, horrible vehicle. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like a few things about that. First of all, very strange that um, <laughs> I realize this girl is sitting like 15 feet away from me, but I'm just gonna quietly eat her boyfriend's brains without her knowing. That's weird. Super weird. Um, so like I said, they ultimately end up in the burbs and, um, when they get there, Julie finds an old Polaroid camera and takes pictures. Yeah. So, um, I honestly thought to myself when she was taking pictures of R, I was like, is he going to show up? In the, in the picture? And or no, no, like a vampire? And I was like, oh, no, that's vampires. That's, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. That's not how that <laughs> But you works. don't know. Who knows? Maybe the way that they portrayed their zombie lives. Well. They wouldn't show up in pictures. No, I think that's just vampires. No, that's just vampires. Anyway. <laughs> I loved how, even though it is a, um, a quote-unquote paranormal romantic zombie comedy. Yes. We still hit a lot of the, the classic rom-com cliches. Oh, absolutely. Can, can we go through those? Oh, yeah. listening to classic love songs on vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Get out of town. 
driving together on a rainy highway to get to this scene, then having to pull over in the middle of the night because, oh no, it's too dangerous. <laughs> Taking, like you said, pictures with a Polaroid camera, obviously. Yeah. Her clothes end up being too wet, so she has to take them off. And then there's the classic, oh, I forgot about that. Don't peek at me <laughs> moment where she, she totally, he, he's totally going to peek and she totally wants him to peek. Oh my Let's be God. honest, guys. Well, yeah, that's after she came down the stairs and asked him to sleep on the floor, which she totally was hitting on a zombie. You hit on a zombie, girl. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and even his face, he like sits there for five seconds. I know. And he just gets right up like, oh my God. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's no two ways about it. She, she low key, she hit on him. Yeah, totally. And then later on, she's on the balcony late at night. Our shows up underneath her. Julie. Oh my god. Laura. What are you doing here? Yep. And last classic rom-com cliche, the glam up scene. Oh god. Okay, there is always one. There's always one. A dress up scene or a makeup scene or like a getting ready scene. Yes. And this one had a nice twist because it wasn't the females doing the dressing up. It was yes. the zombie male being dressed up by the female so i'm not sure if you caught this when all the zombies are finding out that they can actually feel again and are slowly becoming human they talk about that you know how all of them are starting to dream again and how um m or marcus dreamt about what did he dream about cream of wheat he did <laughs> <laughs> kind of a letdown he didn't dream about well, his dog or something he says like a few other things and then he says and cream of wheat and i was like cream of wheat. what I mean, I like cream of wheat, but like you dreamt of cream of wheat. Like what a weird thing to dream about. You know what, though? I'm, I'm going to defend Marcus on this because he's a zombie. All he's been eating is brains and humans for however so, long the apocalypse. So your first meal after becoming human is cream of wheat? My first, mush? My, mush? My, <laughs> it's mush. Probably has the consistency of a brain. <laughs> I'm just saying I'd probably dream about real food. Like I, I'd be dreaming about a, a standing rib roast with Yorkshire pudding. Okay. Some turnip. Um... <laughs> Mashed potatoes? Or a little bit of salt beef in oh, there, too. okay, there oh, yeah. you go. What, what you would go. you be dreaming about if you were a zombie? Ooh. Well, if I was a zombie turning into human? Yeah. For food? Uh, just in general. I'm slowly oh, I would, coming I back to life. I would probably dream about food. Yeah, of course. Yes. What food you got? Ooh. Maybe some gnocchi or some lasagna. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Those Italian zombies. <laughs> Gnocchi, okay, you're going to fucking talk about consistency of brains and you brought up gnocchi? Oh, good point. <laughs> Isn't gnocchi what they use for those high school projects where it's like, we need something that looks like brains? No. Just get a pile of gnocchi. No, no, no. And firm it up. Potato dumplings? Yeah. No, I've never seen that. Can we talk about how R in this movie, Warm Bodies, I think he now holds the record. Put him at the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. for greatest mm-hmm. romantic comedy comeback story of all time. Ooh, okay, dive further. Because mid-movie, we chatted about this. They're holed up in a house together. Julie is trying to get home. It's that uh, intimate, like you said, hey, you can sleep beside <laughs> me now. And oh, my clothes are so wet, I'm going to have to take some of them off. <laughs> and at this point, we know R is firmly becoming human again. We're on the right track, everyone. And then they have a deep conversation together, and R reveals... You know oh what? I, I actually was the one who killed your boyfriend, Perry. I guess I kind of knew that. <laughs> you did. And Julie. ate him. And, and I ate your, your now yeah. ex-boyfriend. I'm the one who ate him. Yeah. I mean, way to be honest and upfront. Way to be... <laughs> 
<laughs> like, you know. You are so defensive <laughs> for these zombies. Hey, you know what, guys? He did eat my ex-boyfriend, but at least he was honest about it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you have a... We got to watch some more zombie movies. You are very... Wow. Um. Okay, so I, I'm thinking this is on the hierarchy of greatest romantic comedy comeback stories. Okay. Um. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. They both started dating each other under false pretenses. One's trying to write an, a magazine article. The other one did it for a bet. Mm-hmm, yes. I, I mean, I don't think it rivals um, I Ate Your Ex-Boyfriend. Yeah, no. What, yeah. what else is there? Runaway Bride. Oh, would that, yeah. Would that, would that be one? I mean... Running away at the altar. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that eating brains level? No. Wow. No, I don't think so. I murdered your boyfriend. I ran away from you at the altar. Yeah, because otherwise, if he didn't murder and eat her boyfriend, they would probably still be together. <laughs> oh, that's right? a good point. I think Jerry Maguire had a good comeback story with like Renee Zellweger and Tom Cruise. You complete me. Mm. And she's like, you had me at hello. Lovely comeback. Not I ate your brains comeback. Yeah, I don't think really anything compares. No, even I was thinking about Hitch. He lied about his occupation. That's not horrible. Oh, no, you're a date doctor. Yeah, and you know what? It's not like he was really trying to hide it from her necessarily. He said what? He was in marketing? He's not wrong. Yeah, it's true. He was just marketing men to women. (laughs) That's a form of marketing, I guess. (laughs) I guess. Yeah, so I think we can say it. Mm -hmm. Our warm bodies, greatest romantic comedy comeback story. Good for you, our. And the o- only other thing I wanted to talk about now is the um, the fact that Julie in this movie legitimately falls in love with a zombie, yes. which on the surface, when you just say it like that, mm-hmm. it's a tough sell. Totally. So can we go through what male actor mm. or actors are attractive enough that if he's literally a walking corpse and he walks up to you like brains... <laughs> would you still say, you know what, let's hear this guy out. He's kind of attractive. Would he also be going saying, love you? Yeah, he's slowly coming back like it. Okay. to life. So yeah. if Ryan Gosling is a 90% zombie, 10% human. I would be a 90% in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, also a yes. Heck yes. Gerard Butler. Yep. Hugh Grant. Yeah. Wow. You are so- what the fuck's wrong with you? What Should you I mean? dress as a zombie for Halloween? Okay, we we have our costume now. There you go. We're zombies because apparently you no. are very affectionate towards They're zombies. They're becoming human again. What about what about Steve Carell? Um, maybe if he was still funny. He's a zombie. He's not. He's just grunting at you. But the grunts could be funny. <laughs> he's telling a joke in grunts. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> does 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 zombie like. grunts become a language? <laughs> well, every, all of these zombies, <laughs> as they were coming back to being human, they could spit out like one word a minute. So it'd be he'd probably tell a joke. It would just take a really long time to get to the punch. I'll wait. Well, <laughs> Okay, what about Kevin Bacon then? <laughs> no. No, okay, fine. Oh my That's God. the line. Kevin Bacon's Absolutely. the line. Absolutely. Like, it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> Hey, now we got quick facts. So this movie is definitely a nod to Shakespeare. Uh, the oh, fact it is. I didn't it, know that. Yes. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you all about it. Yeah. Take a seat. So um, the fact that the lead characters are named Julie and R, 
Um, I mean, Romeo and Juliet. Oh my God. And even at the end of the movie, he can't remember what his actual name is. It's probably Romeo. It probably is. <sighs> um, so there's also um, the amusing balcony scene. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. right? He's calling up to her on the balcony. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, Julie's doomed ex-boyfriend, Baby Franco, is also named Perry. Perry. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Romeo's romantic rival is Paris. Right. And furthermore, uh, Julie's confidant, uh, played by Annalie Tipton, is a nurse. Oh, and at the end, she's taking a zombie's heartbeat. Yes. Because they have heartbeats now. Yes, because she's a nurse. Um, As well, you have M or Marcus, and that would be for um, Mercutio. Mm, Yes. Yes. Who was Romeo's friend. Yes. And um, then you also have like the corpses and the humans. And they're roughly symbolic of the Montague and um, Capulet clans. I like it. Yes. It's pretty cool, eh? Uh, Okay. So this is pretty neat, too. Um, The actors portraying zombies in the film chose not to blink. They chose not to blink. Yeah. Hey, let's make life really (laughs) hard on ourselves. Yeah. The director's like, you guys can blink. And they're like, nope, not going to do it. <laughs> they all decided collectively. <laughs> no, I don't know. But... Imagine it's one guy who's like, hey, great idea, director. Let's not blink. And he's like, good, do that. And all the other extras are like, fuck you, man. <laughs> like, totally, you just made totally. our jobs horrible. Okay, so I guess um, for uh, Nicholas, uh, playing R, he did a few long scenes without blinking. So it was super uncomfortable. Wow. Um, and then... Also, another cool thing um, was later in the film, they become as they become more human, they actually start to blink. So, like I said, like it was really cool, Whoa. the coloring and the makeup throughout, but also the blinking. So, if you're watching the movie, keep an eye out for that. <laughs> Get it? Blinking eye. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm on a roll. Um, <laughs> Doing great today, guys. So in prep for their roles as zombies, uh, the cast and extras went through zombie camp where they learned how to move and react as walking corpses. So they were told, you know, make your body feel really heavy. And they were trained by Cirque du Soleil performers. So it was written as a novel. Um, To begin with, though, it started as a seven page short story. I am a zombie filled with love. Oh, um, that's adorable. Yeah, which which had an internet following, and then ultimately, you know, it became... They should have called it that instead of Warm, warm bodies. bodies. I like that. I am a zombie filled with love. <laughs> that's adorable. I want to watch that movie. So cute. Best scenes. Best scenes, okay. Do you want me to go? Yeah, sure. My best scene is, is the ending oh. where Julie's dad, Colonel Grigio, played by John Malkovich, once again, where he shoots R in the chest... And we all realize, oh my God, he's bleeding. That means that R must be alive. He's bleeding, Dad. Corpses don't bleed. I like this scene because um, the whole time, I think we want everyone else to see that R is different and that Marcus is different and that some of these zombies are coming back to life. Like when we as an audience notice it, we're like, oh my God, we, we need to tell everybody about it. <laughs> And then, and then I really like the ending after this where, you know, we see Marcus essentially hitting on a woman and he makes the joke. He's like, sorry, I've got zombie fingers. <laughs> and I, I just like the, the reintegrating them and readjusting them to normal society. And I know it kind of sucks that that's at the end of the movie and you need to wait the whole movie. But the real reason I like this moment is because if you YouTube the bloopers for this movie, <laughs> Corey Hardrick. That's the guy who plays Kevin. He's literally the only other army guy. 
Oh, well, I was like, who is Kevin? Yeah, there's like Colonel Grigio, and okay. then there's the army dude who stops them at the wall. Right, okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. In that scene, uh, in the bloopers, and, and Corey Hardrick hadn't done too many things to this point, John Malkovich walks up to him, and he says, shoot him! And Corey Hardrick's phone is in his pocket, and Siri pipes up and is like, sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> and then John Malkovich repeats it. He's like, shoot him! <laughs> and once again, Siri is like, I'm sorry, I don't understand. And Corey eventually is like, I'm so sorry, guys. I, I completely fucked this up. And he grabs his phone. And I just think that's hilarious, because imagine having John Malkovich, this like A-plus celebrity, who's very aloof and strange, if we can agree. Yes, Totally doing this really intense scene where he's shouting at you and in your back pocket, you can hear Siri responding to him. I think is really funny. Oh, I love that. So as an add-on to this movie, check out the uh, the bloopers. They're on YouTube. It's very easy. Um, so I have two. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so uh, Julie's zombie impression. So R protects Julie from other zombies by both wiping blood on her face and um, telling her to pretend to be dead. So they're surrounded by zombies on the airstrip on the tarmac. And uh, for them to get away, she must act like a zombie. So Julie kicks it into high gear and gives it an over-the-top zombie impression where R whispers, it's too much. Her arms were outstretched. <laughs> and she was, she was going, Ugh. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think I like was laughing out loud at this. It's, <laughs> that was great. Like I've said, the one-liners in this movie, like it's just like the low-key underlining jokes that get me. Um, my other favorite scene is when R meets Julie's friend Nora. Oh, yes. So on the balcony. it's such an awkward moment. And I, again, laughed out loud. Julie's friend behaves just like any other girl um, might upon meeting their best friend's new boyfriend. Who happens um, to be a zombie. Who happens to be dead in a zombie. Yeah, yeah. She just like waves awkwardly and says like, sup. And he, he, he like does like a, like, you know, the half wave where the the wave only comes up to you like your waist. He does one of those. Oh, you mean like the one where like somebody's waving to you and you're not 100% sure so if they're like waving little, to you. So like you kind of like wave and you're like, oh, a little like waist oh. wave where you're like, hey, I'm like 25% committed to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Honorable mentions. Yes. So my honorable mentions this week are all of the questions that still remain or never get addressed. Why did it all happen in the first place? Mm. So you seem to get a quick glance at the beginning um, that it might be because people were living through technology instead of holding on to human connection or any relationships. Like, but they never really tell you why or how it happened. Like, I want to know. Yeah, because there's the moment where... R talks about how he doesn't know how he died. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know if this was a, a virus or whatever happened. So R clearly doesn't know. Theoretically, Julie would, but she never really mentions it, right? No. And like that leads into my second question. Like, we never get to see who R is before the apocalypse, but also how did he end up at the airport? Yeah. Right? Like, I I want to know more. And it just never, because it's from his perspective and because he doesn't remember anything. We don't really know. We have no idea because Julie doesn't tell us. He does He does make a funny joke off the top where he's talking about how he doesn't know how any of this happened. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, based on the fact that I'm wearing a hoodie, I'm assuming I'm unemployed. <laughs> I really <laughs> oh, yeah, enjoyed I that. Yeah, that. He, does, he does mention that. So he doesn't know what he does, but. Right. And okay. Why did the gang of kids qualify to go on a scavenging hunt like what oh what from, makes, from the wall place yeah. yes what makes you qualified to do that so like don't they have soldiers to do that and we see soldiers in various parts of the movies like why did the teenagers 
go and get the meds. I love how um, before they leave, Colonel Grigio, John Malkovich, is like oh, talking yeah. to them via screen. Yeah. And he's like, you guys are our future. You guys are the mo- most important thing. Then why are you sending them out to punch a zombie in the face? Right? Like, keep them here if, yeah. if they're the future. Okay, so what is the tipping point to becoming a bony? So the first step is to become a zombie and then slowly decay to becoming a bony. But like, what is the moment of degradation in a zombie's already dead existence that makes them strip the flesh off their bodies and become a bony? You're right, because so, so at the beginning are mentions like and then there are the bonies and he i think he says something about zombies who have just kind of given up is it just them giving up or like we don't really get to dive in deep into what makes them so so far gone they're also faster so it's almost like when you fully become dead as a bony your agility comes so it's kind of like back to the limbo thing humans can run bonies can run but zombies can't that's right (laughs) yes That, I, You're I think, slow. I think you hit the nail on the head because they're zombies. They're still like holding on to a little tiny oh, sliver of okay, their humanity. Like whereas when you're a bony, you are actually dead. And why are zombies um, slowly able to speak to each other? So at the beginning of the movie, we see R meeting M, Marcus, mm. at the airport lounge bar. He's, again, R's bestie. Woop woop, best, besties. <laughs> Take that out. What? <laughs> 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 I don't know what that was. Why? (laughs) Okay. Um, But they can barely speak to each other. But later on in the film, after R begins to change and becomes more human, like zombies, they begin to speak whole sentences. So is this, again, like kind of an ode to like them becoming more human? Yeah, I think that's exactly And like being able to move more fluidly and like that kind of thing. Yeah, they're they're slowly becoming human again. But like I said, I do like how the movie slowly shifts before your eyes from zombie to human. Um, So my honorable mention has got to be our boy... Rob Cordry. He plays our best friend, Marcus, and the first other zombie who starts to come back to life. I think so often in rom-coms, you elevate a good movie to a great movie with these premium, you know, third or fourth character actors. I, I think it's a lot like basketball in that like a lot of the really good teams have a sixth man who's really good. He's not a starter, but when all the stars come off the court, it's like, can we have a guy who just holds on to the ball for five minutes <laughs> and doesn't do anything stupid with it? And it's like, yeah, Rob Corddry is that guy. Who else is that guy? Girl, Catherine Hahn from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. In every movie, it's like, you're not going to be the star, but like, can oh, you yeah. can you carry the ball for five minutes and be pretty great with it? Yep. She's awesome. Rob Corddry is fantastic he in is. this movie and in that role. I I find, he's in, he's fantastic in most movies he's in. He, I find he always plays that role of the <laughs> um the sarcastic bravado like marketing hotshot and in this he's like that guy a zombie t-shirt. version. He he's got like a t-shirt and a blazer on. It's like you were you were a marketing guy or something. <laughs> um creative. I just I, I was so pleased he was in this movie cuz I thought R had a bit of the comedy and Nicholas Holt, the inner monologue of R had a lot of the comedy. But whenever Marcus was on screen he was either really intense or really funny, and I I quite enjoyed that. I thought he held the ball really well for five I, minutes. I at agree a time. with you, a hundred percent. That's my honorable mention. I like it. What should have been? What should have been? So I have no what should have been this week. All right, Sarah. Okay, give it to me. There's a very easy what should have been <laughs> okay. in this movie, and my name's Devin, and I'm going to take you on a story right now. All right. The story is of Julie's best friend, Nora. Okay. Played by Annalee Tipton. 
Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know much about why the apocalypse happened, as you talked about. But I think we know her backstory, though. Do we? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make some educated guesses here. I'm guessing that Nora actually grew up in a quaint suburb in L.A., in California somewhere. When the apocalypse happened, she happened to be viewing colleges in the New York City area. Everything goes down. She needs to, ah, I got to fight and I got to kill to survive. And fun fact, Nora isn't her real name. She changed her name. Her name used to be Jessica. Oh, my God. She changed it to Nora because her old life is dead and gone. And she crews up with Julie and Perry and she hangs out with the people behind the wall. And that's kind of where she lives. Wow. And I know this is her backstory. Oh, okay. Because I think. This is not factual. moments (laughs) i think moments after warm bodies ends okay a kid shows up at the wall a now late teens kid his name is what will his name is robbie weaver because warm bodies is set in the same universe (laughs) as the all-time greatest romantic comedy crazy stupid love and jessica (laughs) And Robbie, they need to end up together. And we don't see it happen in Crazy Stupid Love. This movie, 2013, it's just two years after Crazy Stupid Love. Robbie, can we agree, would travel across America during a zombie apocalypse just to be with Jessica. I am dying right now. Who is Annalie Tipton. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is my what should have been. None of this is factual. <laughs> I like to think it is. I like that you like to think that it is. This is ridiculous. As soon as Annalie Tipton oh showed up in this movie, I'm like, God. oh my God, there's Jessica from Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> and from then on, I'm like, I know exactly what I'm going to say for the what should have been. It's It's got to be Robbie Weaver. Oh, that's fantastic. I actually think that's hilarious. Yeah, okay. I'm uh, not even going to disagree with you because I the, think that's funny. There's nothing to disagree with. Well, it's I mean, fact. there's nothing to disagree with because it's a made up story. However, Whoa! we don't know that. Crazy things happen in a zombie apocalypse. This is very true. Thirst factor. What do we got for Nicholas Holt? Seven? Because, like, he's not really that attractive as a zombie. So the thing about Nicholas Holt is that but he's he, got a nice chiseled jaw. He has very striking features. Like, yeah. his eyes are very blue. Mm-hmm. His jaw is very chiseled. Seven. As a zombie, he's just not overly attractive i think he plays a great zombie he, oh, he does he have does. a he has the moody grunting oh, down for sure to a, for sure to a science it's kind of creepy you know yeah but yeah. it's supposed to be creepy you know well yeah i know <laughs> you know rewatchability eight. Oh, i gave it an uh 8.3 oh an 8.3 had to be 0.3 above of eh? All right, I give it an 8.4. My rewatchability is a science here, Sarah. Changed it. Why is it by science? Tune in next episode and I'll have the formula ready. Wow. It's a good movie. It is a very good movie. It's not a great movie. It is a fun movie. It's fun. Very fun. It's an easy watch, especially around this time of the year. Halloween is, what, like a week away? Something like that. (laughs) And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind podcast of Warm Bodies. Make sure you follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Maybe leave us a review if you want. Follow us on Instagram. And uh, check us out, stingraypodcasts.com. Thanks for listening.